What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, TV host by day, Healthy is Hot founder by night, and health and life coach in between. Also, I'm a big fan of sweatpants and a nice glass of red wine. And from hashtag to movement, we here at Healthy is Hot believing that loving all sides of you is what is healthy, and let's be real, healthy is hot. In this podcast, we invite you to join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals who are living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, just a heads up, we don't really hold back, so there might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed here, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. We have got Abby in the house today, a Toronto-based food and nutrition expert that is going to talk all about the negative effects of diet culture and get this, how we can all gain a healthy relationship with food and still lose weight if that's what your goal is. This is all in her brand new book, Good Food, Bad Diet, The Habits You Need to Ditch Diet Culture, Lose Weight and Fix Your Relationship with Food Forever. I mean, when I read that title, immediately my ears perked up. The idea of having a good relationship with food and ourselves is so important, and I love that we got to talk about this in this conversation. And my favorite part is that everything Abby talks about is rooted in science, science based facts, evidence based research. Um, the world of food and diet and nutrition can be a little bit confusing sometimes on social media and the internet, which is why it's so important to look at the evidence and the research. And Abby is a big um, supporter of doing just that. So, yep, we talk about the negative effects of diet culture. So you might want to ditch that diet and instead look at the why behind your food choices so that we can get to a place where our relationship with food is more positive and kind of throw away the icky feelings of guilt and shame when it comes to our food choices so that we can live our lives and be present and bring back the joy to eating. All right, I'm going to stop talking before I get too hungry. I need to take a break for to get a snack. So let's get into the podcast, shall we? Well, I have to say I'm very excited for today's chat because I love learning and I love anyone who loves backing things with science. It brings me back to my McGill days. Feels like it was a very long time ago, but I love facts. And Abby, you are all about facts. Um, You share a lot of that on your blog, on your Instagram page, and in your book that just came out, Good Food, Bad Diet, The Habits You Need to Ditch Diet Culture, Lose Weight, and Fix Your Relationship with Food Forever. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I mean, just the title alone of your book gets me very excited because who doesn't want to like not ditch diet culture? I mean, I feel like everyone after a year of pandemic could, you know, tighten up a little bit if that's something that they're interested in. And also this idea of fixing your relationship with food yeah. is such a monumental thing to put out into the world and something I know I can personally relate to. And I know I'm sure a lot of our audience as well. So tell us about this book and like why you felt now is the right time to put it out and what kind of hole you're hoping it fills. You know, there are so many diet books out there and I didn't want to write a diet book. So I didn't. Um, this book 
is basically has come from me in my practice after 20 some years of, of helping people and, and seeing how they struggle with their relationship to, with food and their bodies. And, you know, people would come to me and say, you know, I want to make these changes and, and I've, I've been doing this diet or all of these things. And, and, you know, what was really um, informing their choices or their negative um, relationship with food was their negative core beliefs, which is, you know, basically what they believed about themselves. And, and I came to understand that there's no real change, no meaningful or long term change without examining your core beliefs. And so unlike a lot of food and nutrition books that just tell you what to eat, I didn't want to do that. Um, I really wanted to help people permanently fix their relationship with food and eating. So that's the, the first part of my book. And I really wanted to just help people um, not struggle anymore because food should be fun. It really should be. I mean, we eat three times a day, give or take, um, depending on how you know, how many meals you like to take in a day. And, and for so many mealtime is a time that is filled with stress and guilt and shame and anxiety. And then that's just like eating at home. And then you, you tackle in going out with friends or going to events. And then who knows what other emotions might come up. And I think it's really cool that this book is quite different. It does focus on those core beliefs. Like you're basically telling people like, okay, if you pick this up, it's a lot of useful information, but it sounds like you're going to make people do the work. You're going to make people look internally at oh, yeah. the narratives maybe that they've been telling themselves their whole life. And that kind of percolates into life and shows up in different things, especially when we eat. It's really interesting to examine a relationship with food. So what are some of these relationships with food and what are some of the habits we should be looking out for that maybe we can internally start to have that inner dialogue and then hopefully, you know, people will get excited and want to pick up the book as well. But I feel like we got to give people a little tease. You know, uh, so a lot of the time people, for example, will feel guilty around uh, eating or they won't feel worthy uh, if they weigh a certain amount. And a lot of the time, these, these feelings come from when we're really young. And you're right. I mean, it, this isn't just like a book and you read it, and you put it down. It's like, you, you're going to have to do some work here. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, for example, if you have um, a negative core belief uh, that says, you know, I'm not worthy unless I weigh a certain amount. So that may be you know, it came from maybe like your parents were chronic dieters, or someone said, you know, thin is better. A diet culture says that all the time anyways. So we, I take readers through the discovery of their own personal core beliefs. I do name some common ones. But and then we, we after identifying them, we turn them around, I teach people how to, to examine them, turn them around in their hands, and then flip them to a positive. And so because negative core beliefs, I like to say that they're like gremlins. Gremlins in like water, but um, it's an old movie. Uh, but negative core beliefs don't like light. And once 
when you stuff them down for years and years and years, a lot of people don't even know they have them, but they, they fester and they, they get to impact every corner of your life, you know, and once you show them the light, they don't like that. It neutralizes them. And you talk about them and you think about them. It's like super painful sometimes, but that's the way to really get rid of them. Wow. So it sounds like that's a really important, powerful, maybe even painful first step is acknowledging these core beliefs that we have um, that show up in our relationship with food. And um, I don't have little ones, but maybe one day, but I know a lot of people who are parents and the way you parent, the way you showcase your own relationship with food, certainly I imagine will impact the next generation. And it does feel like we're headed in a direction where health is more holistic and hopefully diet culture will one day just be gone. But, you know, for anyone listening who has a little one or who maybe will have a little one going forward, how important is it to model positive relationships with food because I think we forget sometimes how much little ones kind of absorb right like hearing you talk I'm like oh I'm thinking back to growing up and like what my friends moms were doing what my mom was doing and how much that impacted me yeah and you don't even realize as a parent um how even if your kids are really young they're really and even if they don't say anything about it they're taking in they're watching everything you do so if you're like always stepping on the scale or saying negative things about your body or about others uh, other people's bodies it's it, it really it can impact the child's um view of themselves and about food and so if they, I mean, if they see you like doing a, a, some sort of restrictive diet, they might think that, you know, that's the way to eat and that they have to lose weight if they gain like a certain or they weigh a certain amount. It's just honestly, like our negative core beliefs, I'm finding they, a lot of them, like I said earlier, like they, they, or, they originate really early in life. And so setting a good example for your kids is so key. It's hard, but <laughs> I'm a mom, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it can be very tough, but we really have to try to do that. Oh my gosh. It sounds like a lot of responsibility. I'm just over here trying to set a good example for myself. And sometimes right. I don't even do a good job <laughs> of doing that, uh, but it's definitely food for thought for future. If ever I decide to have a, a little one and how important that is that modeling that we showcase and also just you know, whether you have a little one or not, just like, look at your daily actions. Like, how do you talk about your body? Or do you comment on other people's bodies? Like, it's kind of just comes back to this idea of shining a light on those little gremlins. And like, let's just be aware of them. And then we can start to take the the steps forward into a more positive direction. And like you mentioned, kind of flip it and uh, like reframe our mindset and our relationship with all of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, further to like, saying things about your body and disparaging yourself, you know, um, I've had so many clients who say such horrible things to themselves. And I, I, I mean, often I'd be I'm able to hear them say it, like, say these things, you know, oh, I've been so bad. Oh, I'm so awful. I'm so I feel so guilty. I'm, you know, and I say to them, how often do you say things like this to yourself? And they say, invariably, they're like, 
oh yeah, you know, no, once a day, it's fine. And then I, I give them homework. I say, between now and the next time we meet, I want you to actually notice and acknowledge every time you say something negative to yourself about yourself, either inside or out loud. Um, and, uh, and I want you to listen to what you're saying. And I want you to come back and tell me about it. They pretty much all of them come back and say, I say this stuff to myself all day long, all day long. I'm so fat. I'm not worthy. I have no willpower. I'm a horrible person because I ate that whatever it was. And I say to them, would you ever say that to someone you love? Would you say it to your, your child, your best friend? Why are you saying it to yourself? And then, you know, most of them take a step back and they, they can't answer it because they know that intellectually, they know that they don't deserve it, but emotionally mm. it's so hard. And so we work through that and we work th through that in the book as well. Um, I call it your tape. You have to change your tape. We all have that tape like running in your head. <laughs> but um, yeah, like a lot of, and a lot of people don't understand or don't realize that their tape with all these negative things that's been playing for years. And when you tell yourself something bad about yourself year upon year upon year, you're going to start to believe it. <laughs> Even when it doesn't make any sense and it's not based in reality. Oh yeah. I mean, hearing you say this, I have to be completely honest. I think my tape is very outdated. Oh, I've, no. got, I've got a mean, I think I've got like a couple tapes playing and I think they're slowly getting updated, but I'll be honest, there's like a dusty tape that's been playing for a yeah. very long time that is still filled with all kinds of sassy, snarky, bitchy comments towards myself and it plays and I feel like I'm doing the work. I feel like I am shining a light, but that tape my friend is really stubborn and it, I'm having a hard time changing it. Um, and so like, it's hard work doing this, but yeah. it, it's so important, right? Like I think yeah. about how these thoughts for many, many years consumed me, negative thoughts about myself, my self-worth, my value, my willpower, just who I was and who I brought, like what I brought to the world. And nobody knew it was like all in my head, put on a brave face, put on a mask, happy and out into the world I go. But really inside, there was just so much self-loathing that was going right. on. And it took away from my existence. Like I wasn't able right. to be present, whether it was, uh, I don't know, like at a beach or at a restaurant or at an event or at a friend's birthday. Like my thoughts were just so, and looking back, I'm like, you missed out on some really awesome life moments yeah. because this I don't tape want was just to do that. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like I, I tell a story in the book about how I used to work in the ICU at a major hospital. People were dying like right in front of me, basically. And they didn't know that they were going to be there the day before. Mm -hmm. They were dying from catastrophic accidents and whatnot. But I thought to myself, nobody ever lay on their deathbed and thought, thank God I'm thin. <laughs> they, they, you, you know, when all is said and done, yeah, because unfortunately we'll all get there one day. You want to be able to say, oh, I grabbed life by the balls and swung it around. <laughs> I went for margaritas with my friends and enjoyed that company. Yeah. I didn't sit there 
anxiously, you know, what am I going to order at this restaurant? Or why don't I, I must have gained five pounds. Oh God, you know, like I want people to live their best life. And when I realized that it changed my whole my whole perspective. This was a long time ago when I worked at the hospital, but it really, it really changed how I spoke to people and, and really how I counseled, counseled them. Was there ever a time for you where your tape needed to be outdated? Oh like, my where does God, this passion and drive come from for you? Cause you've been doing this a long time. You can tell yeah. that you're passionate about it. Like check out Abby's Instagram. There's lots of fantastic information there, the blog, but like you can tell this comes from a real genuine place. Yeah, you know, um, of course, of course, I had to update my tape. You know, we all have struggles. And, you know, I had my own struggles with food. And, you know, it's just through, through really counseling and just more self-awareness and working on it. I, I only then did I was able to come out the other side, right? Mm -hmm. But the first step is is understanding that being anxious and feeling guilt and shame around food and not being able to enjoy eating, it's not that's not living your best life. You know, I mean, granted, some people eat to live. I don't know. I love to eat. I love it. But you know, like if you're going to, if you're going to sit and ruminate about an extra three pounds that you might've gained, or, you know, however many ounces you're going to gain from going out for dinner with your friends, like once, you know, in a while and eating French fries, that's just, it's like, there's no need. It takes away so much from your life. And it also ripples out into every corner of your life your physical health, your emotional health, your social health, your financial health, like it's all because you want to go on a diet. And then you like, you know, a lot of people will feel guilty about what they eat, they'll go on a diet, they'll pay all this money, like, it's just like this whole, you know, and they won't be able to go out with their friends, because it doesn't fit on their diet. And it's just, it, it's, it's crazy making. Mm -hmm. I need people to stop that. And that's why I wrote the book, really. So we are ditching diet culture, but in the title, yeah, it still says right. ditch diet culture, but lose weight. So for anyone who's right. listening, who's like, I hear you, I love food, I'm into food, but I do feel like maybe I want to get a little bit healthier. Right. How, how do you recommend we start kind of approaching a more healthy lifestyle without necessarily diving into diet culture? Well, you're not going to find a diet in my book. So if that's what you're looking for, <laughs> oh, yes, I'm like, no meal plans, no grocery list. Like you guys know how to shop, I'm not going to hold your hand. But the first thing is to really to be healthier physically and emotionally. You really need to look at your why, which is the negative core beliefs in and what what's formed your relationship with food and eating and is it serving you? Is it based in reality for you? Like when you play that dusty tape, is that your voice? Whose voice are you hearing, right? Is that your mom's voice or someone's voice saying, you've you gained weight, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's, it, it's most of it's, like I said before, not based in reality. We need to like really check ourselves and, and to start eating healthier and being healthier. Yeah. It starts from an emotional place, really. I mean, I love hearing this because... Um, 
with my coaching clients, the first thing I have them do, and a lot of them will come to me being like, I want to lose weight. And I'm like, cool, like whatever your goal is, I support you. But the first thing I ask them, I'm like, we got to get to your why. Like, why do you want to lose weight? Why is that important to you? Why is that important to you? Like, how is that going to affect? And it always more often than not ends up becoming about wanting to belong, wanting to feel loved, wanting to feel secure, wanting to feel safe, like negative core beliefs, food makes me safe, food makes me belong. Yeah, like that's, or my weight, I won't belong unless I weigh X, you know, like it's, that's, that's the thing. But people, they always go straight to the diet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and if you look in at other books in this space, like in the food and nutritious food and nutrition and wellness space, you'll see that none of them talk about like your why and do the work and all of that. They're all like, okay, just eat this. And here's a meal plan and see you later. But like, you can't, no, you can't do like, what are you doing? It's just another bandaid on what really is causing these issues. Yes. Um, and also I like that you don't give out meal plans because first of all, there's, there's the internet, my friends, if you want to get a recipe, like just go onto the old Google and find it. It's cute. It's out there. Cause with uh, my coaching program, I don't give out a meal plan either because I'm like, you're a very intelligent, capable individual. I believe in you. Um, to go grocery shopping and to make, I'm happy to provide a guide and whatever, but like, you got this, like you're an empowered individual. You said yes to this mate. Like I'm sure the way your clients, when they come and work with you, like they did that for a reason. So once you uncover your why it's like, cool, let's just listen to your body. Like, when are you actually hungry? When are you actually full? Do you feel satisfied? Like, are you hungry 20 minutes later after you eat? If so, maybe you didn't eat the right thing. Like let's maybe amp up the nutrition level. Right, exactly, exactly. And meal plans, they don't, they don't teach you how to eat. They don't yeah. teach you anything. What, are you going to follow a meal plan when, you like, when you're like 80 years old? Still, you're going to be following like two eggs and a piece of toast for breakfast? Like, stop. <laughs> don't do it. You, you know? You want to like think about what you feel like eating that day and not be so prescriptive. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that was like a guideline. So my book is like it guides people, but all these prescriptive like do not eat – or eat this or don't eat that. And uh, it's like awful. And they never helped anybody seriously. I mean, we've all heard of the yo-yo diet, right? Because you go on a diet, you restrict, you deprive, maybe you lose some weight and then you go back to real life. And then, you know, that you, you haven't learned the skills and the tools. Okay. So we're not a fan of dusty tapes. We're not a fan of diets. (laughs) I want to know what kind of food trends are you not a fan of because oh my god in the social media world oh, like, are we gonna do this? we're gonna um, do this we have to look because there's all <laughs> kinds my feed yeah. is inundated with like okay. do this don't do that vegan is super healthy keto is better go paleo have bulletproof coffee i'm, I'm oh overwhelmed i'm overwhelmed and yeah. um i just want to know from you from your professional expertise like position like what is the most frustrating thing that oh you're seeing God. trending right now that really maybe we should level up and know better? Um, well, there's two, celery juice and apple <laughs> cider vinegar, which just never goes away. But celery juice, I can't with this. I did like an Instagram um, reel about it because I was so frustrated. I was like, why are people listening to this guy? He's such an idiot, Anthony William. I'm sorry. Like, 
he has no scientific background. He says he speaks to spirits. Like, that's fine. It speaks to spirits, but don't get your nutrition information from them. And there's no, and he makes things up. He made up a, a, an organ. He said the stomach gland. It helps your stomach. What? Are you? We didn't learn that in anatomy. Okay. That does not exist. And he made up cluster salts. Cluster salts? Are you out of your mind? Those don't even exist. He goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm ahead of conventional medicine. Um, I don't think so. You're not. You're an idiot. But you know what? People like Robert De Niro, um, whoever, oh God, like, uh, I don't know. There's like all these um, celebrities and sports people on his website who endorse him. And like, when people see that, they're like, oh, well, Robert De Niro drinks celery juice. I might as well, too. You know, Jennifer Aniston, she knows everything. It's like, oh my God, are you serious? So you're telling you know, me the science does not back no, celery not juice. Even. Nothing. And not at all. You know, the only thing celery juice will do is um is hydrate you. But why were you choking down? It tastes like crap. It's like eating pond water. No. And it's expensive. Don't do that. Just don't do it. Okay. It's not and and like alkalizing you. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. Like people are like, oh, I drink this green juice. It alkalizes me. If you could change the alkalinity of your body with food, you would be dead. You'd literally be dead right now. Nobody's walking around in metabolic acidosis, no matter what these people are saying. Like. Seriously, if you are, you need a hospital. Like our so, body's pH needs to be in a very, very specific very, window. And very specific. It stays in that window. Thanks yes. to homeostasis, no matter what yeah. we do. Otherwise we yeah. would be sick. But everybody wants to alkalize their bodies and I'm just an alkaline water. Are you kidding me? No, don't spend the money. I know they make it. This is the problem. All of these people take a kernel of truth or even a half truth and they whip it up into something that sounds all sciencey, but it has no meaning. No mm. meaning. I see this. I've on my website, I've reviewed pretty much every diet out there, like especially the multi level marketing, like Arbonne and like Plexus and all that. This is what how they operate. It's solidly their modus operandi. They take a little kernel of something that sounds good and like make it into something that's so overblown and untrue. So like if the lay person doesn't understand it because you guys don't know and maybe you do, but a lot of people don't understand how to read a nutrition study or what uh, about anatomy and physiology. It's the same with apple cider vinegar too. Like that's another thing I hate is like what the fuck? Seriously, can I swear okay. on this? Yeah, you can swear. You can swear. I swear okay, in the intro, okay. so I let people know right away. Okay, okay this is okay. my thing. First of all, celery juice. I got nothing against celery, but like to me, it's a it's like a vessel. Like I put peanut butter on it. I like I put dip on it. Like I don't want a right, cup right. of celery juice. It's no, I don't I like don't. celery on its no. own when it's crunchy. Let alone when I don't it's think squishy. anyone likes celery. No. So I'm really glad you debunked that. Like, if you like it, by all means, but you're basically just drinking a very expensive glass of water. Then yeah. apple cider vinegar, that shit oh. will make me vomit. I tried oh to do God, it. I can't. I didn't read the studies and I was like, oh, I'm seeing it everywhere. Must I, I, can't. I got sucked in. I got sucked in and I do have a little bit of a background in anatomy and physiology, minor and old, but still I should know better. Well, the body doesn't change much. And then <laughs> I and then I took some and I, I, I gagged. And I was like, it's like... I just took a shot of like really smelly, like 
feet juice. Like it's like as if someone like <laughs> took an old like I don't know like it's shoe really, and like really rang awful. it out and put it in a yeah. shot glass and was like, here you go. Never again. It's I got a whole bottle in my pantry. It's gonna stay there forever. Well, it's good for salad dressings, but that's the only thing it does. There's, it doesn't kill like candida, which is another alternative diagnosis that doesn't, it exists, but if you have it, you're way sicker than these people think you are. Um, but yeah, apple cider vinegar, like the thing is like people take shots of it or drink some and they, they may experience um, a little bit of gastritis from it because it irritates your stomach lining. And then they're like, oh, I feel sick. I don't want to eat. So, you know, but is that the way you really want to lose weight? It plus it strips your teeth of it, their enamel. And then you have the goalie gummies, the apple cider vinegar gummies, which are just like a total sham. Like how in the world do they ever get away with selling these? I don't know. I did a whole like um, video about them because they're just like outrageous. There's negative reviews on the site. Oh, hmm. And Interesting. That's, that's the thing too. I think everyone, you gotta when something is trendy, like get curious about it. Just get curious. Yes. Don't just buy into things because you know I think there's this this thing in the back of people's minds, this thought that's that's like, well, you know, if it's online and people are able to sell it, it must have some sort of merit. But I'm telling you, as a professional and as someone who has looked at all of these things and have and I read. I read the studies. I don't just read like the friggin' abstract. I read the whole study. I'm telling you, there's so much garbage out there. I can't even, and I, I ask myself every day, like, how are people allowed to sell this? I just got a, a an email from some PR company. They want me to like promote some, some supplement called night shred fat burner. And I'm like, read the fucking room, dude. Like, have you been on my stuff? Like, fat burners are you kidding me right now you're kidding me that but agency said, sorry, obviously did not look at your website or no, your oh, instagram no because fat burners are the ultimate in like oh fuckery seriously i mean i love i love seeing you get riled up because i, I know like, i always do <laughs> you, yeah because it's it, it's this should have well people are people are being lied to right like I there know. are people so there are marketing teams who are clearly very good at their jobs like if you have bought into any of these trends you are not an idiot okay no like, not at are, all you are just like we are byproducts of like these really smart marketing people so like it's all good like now we've got a little bit more knowledge in our back pocket we're going to be a little bit more inquisitive next time there's a trend so sure. those are two things three things with the fat burners you're not a fan of what are oh. you a fan of like what is tried and true and tested by you abby you know what my nutrition recommendations are so boring and they haven't changed in years eight like eat whole or minimally processed foods as much as you can. But in my book, I talk about high value eating. And that's what it says. Eat whole uh, or minimally processed foods as much as you can. But also Oreos and pizza can be a high value meal if that's what you need at the time. There is a balance that you need to strike between physical nourishment and emotional nourishment. Mm. And we so often leave that emotional nourishment on the back burner. So my tried and true is eat what you love, eat a ton of plants um, and stop stressing about it, man. Like stop stressing about it. 
It's like not, we overcomplicate nutrition so much. You want to be a vegan, be a vegan. You don't want to like eat dairy. You don't have to eat dairy, but like stop listening to bullshit and eat what you love and stop and be a pencil, not an eraser. Add things back into your diet. Don't take them out. So many people take out things, the, the triumvirate of gluten, wheat, and dairy. Like, because some Hollywood star says that they're inflammatory, it's total BS, like totally wrong. Add these things back into your diet. You'll be more satisfied physically. You'll probably eat less. You'll be more satisfied emotionally. And that's the way you do it. Stop overcomplicating it. Be a pencil, not an eraser. Yeah. When you said that, I really didn't know where you were going with it, but then you said it and I'm here for it. I have definitely eliminated so many things in my diet over the years. Yeah. And now I'm in a place where my relationship with food and myself is so much better. And I'm having fun. Like yeah. I'm eating carbs again. I can't even tell you. There was, Don't a you very, feel better? there was a long stretch of time, Abby, where I would not have toast when I'd be out for friends at a big brunch and we're all having eggs and bacon. And I'd be like, hold the toast, actually hold the potatoes as well. Can you sub that for tomatoes? And it wasn't, I just convinced myself that carbs were bad. And if I ate carbs then I was a shitty person, let alone all my favorite people are all eating carbs and I love them to death. But me, oh my gosh, if I had a banana, I gave myself shit. And then finally I got to a point where I was like, I'm not happy. I was, I was underweight looking back and I still wasn't happy with my body. And I was like, something's got to change. And let me tell you, it feels so good to eat carbs. I love them. Sweet potatoes, rye bread, bananas, bananas are back in love my it. life. And I'm good. happier. I'm happier. I'm so glad. You know, and I ask people that too, in the book, I'm like, will it ever be enough for you? Mm. What if you do lose those five pounds? Will that be enough? Or will you continue to want to lose more and more. And it's like this ever never ending vortex of horribleness, you know, add that stuff back, you'll feel better. You'll be able to enjoy yourself. You know, like, there's nothing bad about that. So oh. if you gain two pounds, like who cares? Isn't that worth it than punishing yourself? Punishing and punishing for years and years. God, like, that's not living your best life. Oh, Abby, there has been so many awesome takeaways. Uh, really just kind of look inside, look at your relationship with food and figure out your why. Shine a spotlight on those gremlins. Dust off those tapes. Update them. Um, find some joy when it comes to eating food. Be a pencil, not a racer. And don't buy the bullshit you see online that is trending. Tap into that inner scientist in you. Look at Abby's Instagram and website. Pick up her book. We'll make sure to put all the information down below in the description. Abby, you are a smart cookie. I appreciate Thank this you. so much. I love how much you love bringing the joy back to eating. Um, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for having me. And actually speaking of treats, I'm going to go make a pizza tonight. Do it. Was fun and just like that, another episode of the Healthy Is Hot podcast. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wild. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment, and of course, follow us on Instagram at Healthy Is Hot. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week. Bye.